Welcome to the Grit to Greatness podcast. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to win. This is the show where we not only motivate and inspire, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to greatness. And now, here's your host, Chuck Farmer. Hello, Grit to Greatness listeners. I hope everybody's having a great week out there. I'm in great mood today because it's beautiful outside when I record this, and I'm about to head to Destin, Florida for vacation. That's Madame Ruthie's place. She's actually already there, and so I'm really in a great mood. Plus, we've got a tremendous guest. We've got Ashley Shaw back with us. Um, she's a tremendous leader and a great friend, and episode 27 that she did for us some time ago is actually one of our top downloaded episodes of all time, and it was entitled, Do Not Settle for Mediocrity. So, you get a chance, go back and revisit episode 27. Ashley Shaw, do not settle for mediocrity. It's one of our top downloaded episodes of all time. She's back today to share with us. Thank you so much for being with us from uh, South Florida, Ashley. It's probably pretty where you're at today as well. Yes, it is. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Glad to be here. It's exciting. I was able to visit Ashley and her team not too long ago. and very excited about uh, uh, being able to work with her and her team. It's a tremendous group down there. And so, I really appreciate you being back. I know you're very busy. You got a family life. You got your business. You got a lot of things going on. So we appreciate you being back with us today. And we're going to talk about today about self-confidence and how important that is and how she's been able to grow in her self-confidence, use her self-confidence to build her business. And so Ashley, I'm going to leave it to you to start off and tell us a bit about your initial days in sales mm-hmm. and where you started and how you've been able to grow from there. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll start out with just saying, you know, I, when I started in sales um, in the insurance business with Aflac, I did not have the greatest start. So my, my district and my region. So my leadership would call me Murphy's law and basically say, if something's going to go wrong, it's probably going to happen to Ashley. (laughs) And now knowing what I know about, uh, you know, watch your words because they matter. kind of wish those words weren't spoken over me, but that was, that was my journey. So I had a lot of things go South and I'll spare the details, but I come to find out, you know, full circle that I know that happened for a reason. I think that once I got into leadership um, that, that it made me a better leader because I, I had the empathy and understanding that starting out in a business of uh, sales, but also just in any world of, of rejection that it is, you know, it can shake your confidence and it can be challenging and you can get in your head and, you know, and understanding that relatability of overcoming obstacles and choosing the right mindset and redirecting your energy and your words and your thoughts and all of those things. It was a good lesson learned for me to coach and lead people better uh, once I got into leadership. Wow. This keeps coming up in my personal life and in our podcasts. You are most qualified to help those people who are like you were. Mm-hmm. You are most qualified to help people that are like you were. So whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through now, look at it through that lens that down the road, you're going to say, wow, this was so great that I went through this because now I'm this person. And not only that, but now I can help people who are going through what I went through. And that's what Ashley's talking about here. She's better able to connect with people that she brings on her team because she was like them when she mm-hmm. started. That's right. Yeah. And once I got into leadership, I I really started to study and learn like the, you know, the power of our words and our mindset. And and I will say that fed into my confidence 
as a leader in our performance, right? So once I got into leadership, you know, we won consistently as a district and as a region, quarter after quarter, year after year. Um, and I still very much believe in, you know, the winners win because they choose to win and, you know, the the desire to win is everything. Um, but I, what had happened, I will say, when you talk about you're equipped to lead people that were like you were, um, you know, in leadership, I've had this like long streak of winning until we didn't. And that has been, you know, a, a confidence shaker, if you will, because when I took on a new role, moved to, to Florida at the beginning of 2020, you know, we actually had a, a, great 2020, all things considered. We won in 2020. Um, our market did not, you know, stop recruiting or opening accounts or um, obviously writing business in our existing book And every month other than maybe three months that we had shut down. So all things considered, you know, we had a, a great 2020 and then rebounding, overcoming massive growth rates post in a post COVID environment in a market that didn't really shut down has been, you know, quite the challenge. So uh, we had a, you know, 20%, 20% growth rate in 2021, and then like 15 in, in 22. So that made it challenging. Um, and, you know, it was a combination of things in addition to some lessons learned that I'll get to. Uh, but then it was like, all of a sudden, we aren't winning. And I'm not used to that. So I'm like, what is what is going on? You know, we winners win because they choose to win. And you, like you had said before, what happens when a winner doesn't win and what, what enters your mind at that point where you're like, what, in, what is going on? So, um, and like I said, it was a combination of things. So, you know, all things considered with 2020 and post COVID, but in addition to in leadership, you know, I honestly thought moving to, you know, a new market with a new team that, if I just serve people well and connect with them and, you know, connect with them in a way in which they will become, you know, buy in and become coachable to become or be even more of an other centered leader that, you know, it'll be smooth sailing. And that was a hard lesson learned. Not everybody wants to be coachable. Not everybody wants to buy in. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of different factors that I will say was a hard lesson learned on my part. I think I came in a little naive when it comes to that. Um, but for it to be my first time in my leadership career that my team wasn't winning, like I said, my confidence was shaken. And God really reminded me that, you know, my value is found in him and my God-given purpose and not in my performance. And when you grow up in a performance-based business or even a performance-based society, right? Like everything is performance-based from grade school or even, you know, prior to that. So, you know, it was a good reminder for me that my value isn't found in the number next to my name. That's right. Especially in leadership. Yes, absolutely. You know, this is great stuff. So the people that find our podcast, Grit to Greatness, and listen to our podcast, as a rule of thumb, are going to be these winners win type mentality people. Mm -hmm. They're hard. They go hard. They want to win. They are used to winning a lot of times or they're wanting to win more. And I think that if you've seen the, the salesperson's chart, it's really high and it goes down dramatically. That's so true. And it can be true in all our lives, not just in sales. We can, sure. people that are, that mentality can have these highs and tremendous lows. Did that happen to you where, you know, as high as you were, you also had tremendous lows? And then how did sure. you deal with that? And 
what are some things you did to get out of those those lows, those valleys? Yeah, well, I will say my most recent, uh, I guess, trial, it was it was really recentering um, and focusing on my purpose as a leader. And, I, you know, I've always said that my leadership motto is to help people achieve more than they thought they could while enjoying their journey more than they thought they would. Oh. Right. And I say that time and time again, because I do believe that my mission um, as a leader is to help people to see that limits exist in their mind. They really can achieve more than what they believe right now. Um, obviously, they have to believe it before they they achieve it. But I think leadership is so important if people have leaders that don't push them or don't see more uh, faster than them, then that impacts the trajectory of their careers, their lives. So leadership matters tremendously. And I had to refocus on that and understand that, you know, my true north um, has always been to do, at least in, in my organization, in my business, it's to do what's in the best interest of our associates first. The people we have the privilege to lead do what's in their best interest first, and then our accounts, so our clients, and then our leadership team. So then our district sales coordinators and then our regional sales coordinators, like that's the true north. So in this, you know, most recent, like, hey, you know, in leadership, I we win and then win and then win. And then all of a sudden my team is not winning. I had to re refocus on, I know what to do. I know what my purpose is. I know what I'm called to do as a leader and that I'm in leadership for a reason. Um, but then I also had to take a, like a step back and look at the big picture and look at what's working, what's not. Um, and I was forced to make some decisions that were not necessarily popular, um, but but they did align with the true north. And I want to digress here for a second and say, like, I do think I still want to win. And I do believe that, you know, winners win and it is a mindset but winning isn't everything the desire to win absolutely is. If I don't care about whether or not I win, I definitely should not be in leadership because people want to be a part of a winning team. And I also love being in a performance-based business. Like one of my favorite things about this business is you get out of it what you put into it, right? Like you eat what you kill. I love that about sales. However, I will say that sometimes corporate culture and pressures to perform uh, puts us in an environment where leaders are afraid to make the best long-term decisions for the organization and for the people in the organization. Like it doesn't always allow for the short-term pain for long-term sustainable, scalable gains. So, you know, when I was, I was making some pivotal decisions for the team, like I had to calculate risks, right. And look at all the risks involved. And I definitely, prayed through all of this and, and, you know, considered my purpose. And uh, had I made decisions based on considering, you know, the, the culture and environment, had I made decisions for myself and my own longevity and self-preservation, they definitely would have been different decisions. Right. But that's not why I'm in leadership. I'm not called to do that. I am called to serve and my purpose is to do, you know, serve my true north and values. Um, I actually have, there was a quote that says, you know, when your values are clear to you, making decisions becomes easier. So when your values are clear, you know what your purpose is, then that's where your confidence can be found as well in your decisions um, and your leadership journey. So ultimately, you know, I decided to make some big changes across my market, some 
some really big changes that, you know, again, were not necessarily popular, but I know that it aligns with the true North. And I know with complete certainty that it will produce those long-term sustainable, scalable gains. Awesome. Let me help. Let's kind of unfurl some of the stuff you've given us. So you gave us about 20 great nuggets there. Okay. Um, so let's <laughs> unfurl some of those. Uh, first of all, tell me the quote again about help them achieve more than they thought they could. Is that right? Well, yep. So my, my leadership motto is to help people achieve more than they thought they could while enjoying their journey more than they thought they would. Because wow. I think sometimes we, you know, we live in a society where people think, yes, sacrifice is important, but that doesn't mean you suffer, right? Like we work hard um, and, and to win, but at the same time, you know, we should enjoy our journey. We can't be wishing away five of seven days of every week of our lives. So yeah. enjoying what we do um, with the people in which we work with, I think is a really important piece of, of leading. I love that. And I think that's vital that we review what leadership is. And obviously we both are in sales. And so we use that example, but it can be any area of your life. It can be whatever business you're in. It can be outside. It can be in your family. It can be with friends, um, church groups, wherever you're a leader. And we're all leaders of some type, but your top priority is to lead the people themselves. And right. I'm thinking about a few people that I've had on my team in the past. And there's one in particular that has often told me how much of an impact I made in her life. And we did not win sales-wise when she was with us. She did not win. I did not win. Matter of fact, she left the company, but yet she tells me pretty regularly how much of an impact I made in her life. That's leadership. Now, mm -hmm. if you are doing the right things, I think we both believe that, yes, long-term, you're also going to win at work, but that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is each individual person to lead them in a way that you make an impact in their lives. And sometimes that's more personal, spiritual, that's right. physical, even than it is at work. And so I think that's vital to me and the business we're in to really make sure we understand that, yes, we, we want to win numbers wise. That's not the mm -hmm. true goal. And I think right. when you, when you said, when your vision is clear, making decisions are easier. Yep. Yeah. And, Cause the, just the performance matter. Absolutely. But as leaders, like our confidence is found in our purpose and our impact. Right. So like it's your, your, Confidence can't be tied to the number next to your name because when it is, the people you lead will suffer because of that. If you understand that you're in a leadership position for a reason, and that's a privilege to make an impact on people's lives positively, both personally and professionally, like you can hold true to your confidence in, in an unshakable way. That's right. You know, uh, if we either die at our funeral or even earlier that, maybe have a retirement party or something, when people talk about you as a leader, they are not going to say, mm -hmm. when I was under Ashley, I wrote $289,133 in AP. They're right. not going to say that. They're going to say, she impacted my life. She helped me a better, be a better person, a better leader, a better salesperson. She impacted me in some special way. And so we've got to keep that in mind. It's about them as a person and not the numbers. If you leave those people, the numbers will follow. Although I love, again, going back to this, help people achieve more than they could. And some of the listeners may have heard this before. I think I've told it on one of the podcasts, but real quick story. I did Orange Theory Fitness for a little while. And one of the things you do is the rower. And I love the rower. And one of the things they track on the rower is the wattage, the power that you use on the rower. It's not just time, it's the power. And so for men, 
the goal was 300 watts. For women, it's 200 watts. And I was pretty excited. You know, I was in my late 50s and I'd achieved 300 watts. Hey, I'm pretty cool. You know, and then one day this coach showed up. He, they had a coach every class. And the toughest coach showed up and he said, okay, today's a special day. And I was over doing the weight side. I was in the weight section. There's three sections. And so I would do the rower last that day. There's rower, there's weights, and there's the treadmill. I was going to do the rower last. And he was, as we were warming up, he's telling about the day. And he said, our goal today for men is 500 watts. And for women, it's 300 watts. And I literally actually had to stop myself from laughing out loud. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, oh, here's one of these, you know, rah, rah speeches. You know, we do those all the time with Aflac. You know, <laughs> you can do the, you can do stuff you've never done before. And I literally had to laugh because I'm coached too, you know, and I kind of laughed, oh, this dude. And so I had to go last. So it's the end of the class. I, I don't think anybody can do it, much less me. And he literally comes over to my, my rower and he's inches from my face. And he's telling me that I can do it. And he's telling me to push. And I went well over 500 watts. Wow. I was literally doing minutes later what I thought I could not do. That's right. Because of a coach that inspired me and held me accountable. And so I think it's so important what you said there about the fact that we can help people do more than they thought they were capable of doing. It's just that simple. Right. You can motivate everybody listening, can motivate, inspire, and give people discipline in order to do the things they don't think they can do at this moment. That's what leadership also results in. That's right. I, I love that story because I could go on and on and, <laughs> and really ask the, the listeners that are leaders to really ask yourself, how are people's lives different because you're their leader? Amen. Like, have you pushed? What impact have you made? And if, if people have a coach that doesn't push them, they don't really need a coach. Right. right. Like, and I was watching a, a video. Uh, Nick Saban actually was saying um, people are more afraid to lead now than ever before because they're so concerned with what people think. That's right. Which also relates to our topic of confidence and leadership. Right. right. And he said so he used an example of a player well, it, it was a young man. I don't he, I don't know if he was still playing football or not. And you might actually know this story and I, I just don't. But he used to play football at Alabama. And um, he I guess they were out drinking one night and, and he said, you know, leaders and friends and people that want to lead and make an impact would have taken his keys. Right. And he's like, and nobody did because they're so concerned. Yeah. Would he would it be a popular decision in the moment? Sure. What do people think? I don't want to be that person. And he's like, is he better off now that he left and drove 125 miles an hour and killed somebody and now he's in jail? Is he better off now? Like, absolutely not. And so you think about as leaders, the things that sometimes we allow or don't address, or we even withhold from pushing people to do things more because they're going to think we're crazy. Like you wanted to laugh at that coach because that's the goal you said. So sometimes we won't even want to throw those numbers out there, or we won't be willing to address something that isn't going well because of the fear of what people think. And you have to ask yourself, are they better off without you doing that? Because that's where leadership makes all the difference. This keeps coming up too. Uh, two episodes ago, Austin Peterson, look it up. Mm -hmm. It's episode 72. Um, he was on and we talked about that specifically. We talked about that we need to be willing as a family member, as a friend, 
as a coach to have those uncomfortable conversations. We need to be willing to step up and help people and make a difference in their lives. And we've got to realize that's what a good friend holds you accountable. A good coach holds you accountable. And so you've got to ask those questions and go to somebody sometime and say, look, do you need help? Um, I'm concerned. Um, I'm worried. Um, I'm here to help you, though. We've got to be able to have those conversations. We've got to be able to take the keys from that Mm -hmm. person who's had too much to drink. We've got to be willing to go to somebody and say, look, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting your family. You're affecting your business by doing these things. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. This keeps coming up as well, that we've got to be willing to be that person. I think I think a lot of people are um, they know that now. And I've been talking to my team a lot about this, like post covid mediocrity setting in like across society, not just F, like it's literally across society, like this uh, mediocrity is really, you know, prevalent more than it was prior to COVID. And I think leadership is going to be ultimately what changes that, right? Like having leaders that truly push and hold people accountable are willing to have tough conversations. And I think people are more and more aware that that's necessary, that they need to be willing to have the tough conversations. I think a lot of people don't know how to, And so therefore, when we talk about confidence and leadership, I think people aren't confident in the conversation and the how to have the conversation. And that's where I would encourage people to have a coach or a mentor or somebody that you could even role play. When I was early in my leadership career, when I needed to have tough conversations, I would literally write down everything that I wanted to say so that I wouldn't say it out of emotion or I maybe wouldn't miss any points or like, don't be above that. Right. And some people's minds don't work that way. I didn't read verbatim when I was having the conversation, but I think preparation gives it breeds confidence. Right. When you feel prepared, you're more confident. And I think that people don't have conversations because they don't know what to say. And that or on the opposite end of the spectrum, they're willing to have the conversation, but they're in a heated, you know, emotional state where you lose all buy in and credibility and somebody's not listening to you because you're ruling with an iron fist. So I really think that leaders of leaders need to be intentional about coaching and teaching and leading people how to have accountability conversations from a loving place so that we can push past mediocrity and actually make an impact where people receive it. I love that. That's great stuff. You know, there's so many times that we can make an impact and we back off. And I think you've given us a lot of great examples of what we need to do, how we need to be prepared to have those conversations and it's not an emotional response. Um, right. You know, where that can turn into fights and arguments that hurt relationships instead of making them stronger. Um, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. And then you also moved into um, making short-term decisions or making long-term vision with short-term pressure and that mm-hmm. it's important that we do that. And I, and I hate to use the physical example so much, but, Physical sometimes fits so perfectly in what we're trying to share. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing, if you want to work out, get ready for a race or prepare for something new, you've got to look long-term. And so you've got to make short-term decisions, even though that might be pressure to not do that, or or it might be difficult, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yep. And as a leader, we have to see further faster. So we have to see it, you know, before it's coming. And uh, it's really just balancing, right? Especially leadership in in corporate America is being able to balance um, when to make decisions. More than likely, it's sooner than later. You know, delay in making changes 
will lead to, you know, there's going to be some consequence for that. So I would say if there are leaders, you know, especially leaders of leaders um, where you, you know, decisions need to be made um, or changes need to be made, don't delay because that will ultimately um, end up, it'll make the short term, you know, even shorter. <laughs> so yeah. acting quickly is important. In honor of Memorial Day, I was watching Band of Brothers on HBO okay. um, about World War II. It's really good. If you haven't watched that, it's amazing. And it's a series about World War II and this group of men that went through together. Battle of Bulge. It's awesome. And, and one of the battles, I think, was actually the Battle of the Bulge. They lost a lot of men because of incompetent leadership. Mm -hmm. And they come on and they're actually talking about one of the guys talks about it. Was it that he made bad decisions? It's that he didn't make decisions. Mm -hmm. boy that hit home and that's really basically yeah. what you're saying is sometimes you just got to make a decision it may not even if it's not the best sometimes it's better to make a decision than not make a decision yeah well i think that's where people especially leaders need to understand what is your true north what is your you know your purpose as a leader what's your true north that you can filter all of your decisions through so that way you can confidently make decisions and where i see a lot of leaders go wrong is that they, instead of starting with, you know, the boots on the ground, we're starting first and foremost of the decisions are filtered through how does it serve our associates well, and then our clients, and then our leadership team, oftentimes people make decisions in the reverse, right? Like they, sometimes people will make a decision based on what's in the best interest of them themselves, right? Like how is this going to impact me personally? Right. And a lot of decisions would be vastly different if the decisions we make are in the best interest of the people that we lead first, because oftentimes they don't align. Like I said, if if the decisions that I made and as far as changes go across the market were to benefit me personally first, they would have been different decisions. But that's not why I'm in leadership. And so I think if we look through the lens of who am I, who am I making this decision for? And if I'm in this role to serve the people that I lead, I have to make decisions with them in mind first. And they don't always know too, right? Like there could be people in that role that don't understand the decision or see how it benefits them in the short term, but long term, um, you know, most people anyway, it'll come to fruition. Like, okay, that, that decision makes sense. I love that. You know, and to bring it back around in order to do these things as a leader, you have to have self-confidence, right? That confidence and in yourself. Mm -hmm. And in your purpose, and that has to be aligned with your purpose and, and the impact you make. And in leadership, I think most people in leadership know that you're here to make an impact and impact people's lives. Because yeah. uh, if we're chasing titles, that typically doesn't pan out and we're not serving the people we have the privilege to lead. Yeah, I love that. And it reminds me of a thing that I've seen a lot when we do recruiting, you do a lot of recruiting. And um, we see, I see this quite a bit that says people do not lead companies they leave managers or you could That's say right. people leave leaders. They don't like their mm -hmm. boss. They don't like their leader. They don't treat them right or they're incompetent. You know, the, the, the um, level that you're at, you're not going to be able to have people any higher than you. The uh, law of the lid, thanks what right. they call, you know, yep. that, you know, whatever level the leader's at, that's the, the best person you're ever going to have on that team is whatever the level the leader's at. Cause anybody that's above that is not going to want to stay under that leader. So, We've got to always be raising our game and thinking of the team more than ourselves, like you said. Yep. And I had shared with you, I, I had um, my leadership team that also leads 
leaders, I had shared a John Maxwell quote with them this morning that the single biggest way to impact an organization is to focus on leadership development. There is almost no limit to the potential of an organization that recruits good people, raises them up as leaders and continually develops them. And that is a continuous effort. I mean, we will always, we're never going to get to a place where we're like, I know everything I need to know. I have all the people that I will ever need. We have all the clients that we're ever going to need. Like that's, it's growth is the name of the game personally and professionally. But when, it, when we're in the business of uh, leadership, we have to develop personally and we have to continually be developing our leaders. And that again, confidence comes from preparation. So the more we pour into how to lead and, and understanding our values and our purpose and our true north, confidence will come from that. That's right. That's right. Amen. All right. Um, as we finish up, give us your last couple of thoughts. Well, I guess one thing would be um, having the ability to have lessons learned, right? When I look back on my journey as a, as a leader, there are always lessons in everything. So having lessons learned and um, especially for people that are leaders of leaders that may struggle with culture, um, you have to get the right team of leaders in place that have the same values where your true north aligns um, and that where everybody will row in the same direction. So that would be my piece of advice for particularly leaders of leaders um, that you you know your true north. You know what your purpose is, where your values are, and then have a team of leaders that that everybody aligns and we're rowing in the same direction. And I'm telling you, you will lead a team that is completely unstoppable. I love that. This has been a tremendous episode. Um, we had Ashley on a couple of times, like I said, review her episode 27. Thanks so much for tuning in to this then, episode. Uh, we're going to have her back, I'm sure. We sure do appreciate it. Stuff. We really if appreciate you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks for having me. As podcast. always, Psalm 1914, listeners, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Oh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Until next time, Grit to Greatness, listeners. Podcast Studio. We'll talk to you next time.